0: From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV download podcast brought to you by Steamfitters Local 602. Get an estimate and learn more at steamfitters-602.org.
1: Today, we're learning new details about how exactly a single-engine plane crashed into high-voltage power lines in Montgomery County, knocking out power to nearly 100,000 customers last night, and how the two people on board survived from the crash. Montgomery County Fire Chief Scott Goldstein explained how first responders reacted to this wild scenario.
2: How do you eat this elephant? You, You eat it one bite at a time. And you have the elephant here is the aircraft, the power, the pole and the height.
0: And while many people are still dealing with the after effects of a long power outage that forced a school closure, it's not the first time a small passenger plane has crash landed in this area. WTOP's Kate Ryan tells us how local neighbors are responding to this crash.
3: The residents have been told at times, Well will move if you don't like it. You know, you moved near an airport um, and they take grave exception to that.
0: Thanks for joining us. I'm Megan Cloherty. And I'm Luke Garrett. So how exactly did this single-engine plane crash into this high-voltage power line in Montgomery County? The short answer is we don't exactly know yet.
1: But there is a lot we do know, and we'll start with
2: a timeline.
0: Breaking news on WTOP.
2: A small plane has crashed into a Pepco tower in Montgomery Village. Montgomery County Fire and Rescue say the plane is currently dangling 100 feet in the air.
1: It all happened just after 5.30 Sunday afternoon when that single-engine propeller plane, attempting to land at the Gaithersburg Airport, became entangled in high-voltage Pepco power lines. Two people were trapped on board, the pilot, 65-year-old Patrick Merkel, and his passenger, 66-year-old Janet Williams. It took eight hours before the pair were able to get down on the ground. WTOP's John Aaron reported live from the scene, and here's his report from around 10 p.m. as crews worked to rescue them. I'm looking at the
2: plane through the haze right now. It's a... White single-engine plane caught up in these high-voltage transmission lines right next to a transmission tower. And essentially what they have to do are a few things. First, some workers are going to have to go up there and make sure that the lines have been de-energized. That's what uh, has been done, but they have to actually go up there and confirm it to make sure that no one gets harmed that way. After that, they're going to bring in bucket trucks and a crane, uh, whichever one of those is gonna do the job. And those assets, we're told, have just arrived on the scene. So we're now about uh, four and a half hours uh, into this, uh, or yeah, about four and a half hours in, and we're told that the two people in the plane are in contact with rescuers. And uh, we they are
0: believed to be doing OK. I mean, just listening to John there from that report last night, it's a nightmare level situation. I mean, you're hanging 100 feet in the air, suspended in an airplane. I mean, your even breath could probably move and shift. And Pete Perringer with Montgomery County spoke to that.
2: There was no point we were certain the plane was not going to fall until we secured it.
1: And we're also learning a little bit more about like how exactly what happened, because it, when you look at the video, it's hard to see how the plane got into that you scenario. You just see a
0: tangled plane. The
2: aircraft did strike the power lines of the North Tower before it then collided with and became embedded in the structure of the South Tower.
1: I mean, you were talking about how scared you were to shift your weight, but th- that's, you're in electric lines. Yes, I mean, you could easily be electrocuted. electrocuted and die. So there's just a lot going on here. And Montgomery County Fire Chief Scott Goldstein told reporters you know, when they happened upon the scene, they got called there, they all show up, the first thought he had when he came upon the
2: situation. How do you eat this elephant? And, <laughs> and, and you, you eat it one bite at a time, and you have the elephant here is the aircraft, the power, the pole, and the height, and, and how you address that. So you, you do that one bite at a time, and as we talked about, you take that incrementally to that point.
0: And both the pilot and the passenger were taken to the hospital with orthopedic injuries, trauma and hypothermia issues. Remember, it was kind of chilly last night and yeah. eight hours in the cold without any sort of heating. That's going to happen today. One of the injured was discharged and another is recovering. We weren't able to confirm which one, the pilot or the passenger.
2: They weren't upside down from what I know, yeah. but they were you know, unable to ref- move around a lot in the aircraft.
0: And both were talking to Montgomery County fire personnel the entire time. They had their phones. They were working. And, you know, Crazy. Goldstein, Chief Goldstein was saying how every 30 minutes they check in just to make sure that their phone's power would stay on because it was such a long rescue operation. And, you know, the chief spoke to their mental state at that time.
2: They were anxious. They were concerned about the stability of the aircraft, the stability of the aircraft remaining in the tower structure. They were, you know, disappointed to the, the severity of or the complexity of the circumstances.
1: Now, both of them are expected to be okay. And reporters asked PEPCO regional president, Donna Cooper, during this press conference, like how Merkel and Williams were not electrocuted, given the scenario.
3: When they came into contact with the actual infrastructure, which was ultimately that plane ended up impacting the South Tower, it was my understanding that the propellers came into contact with the wires, but immediately went into the actual structure. So they were not impacting the actual lines where that plane was actually sitting.
1: So they finally got the plane down around three in the morning and power was restored, but not in time for schools. Uh, And parents know this well. Montgomery County Schools canceled class Monday, noting that it had to assess whether its buildings had heat and lights for kids to learn.
0: Mm. Yeah, the effects were really wide ranging. And, you know, we just kind of stated all that we do know sounds like a lot, but there's still a lot we don't know yeah. and county executive mark elrich was there today and he noted he wanted to know more about the pilot's flight path and whether there were any previous flying incidents that the faa should know about like what really happened here obviously there was a problem it worked out in the end no no one died you know the yeah. plane didn't crash into a house you know it was probably the best scenario out of this incident but there's still a lot of questions here
2: You know, my first question is was this thing even on the flight path and if it wasn't on a flight path, why wasn't it on the flight path? Because it was too low from what I heard for where it should have been in the approach. And obviously didn't know there were wires and uh, a hole here. That's that tower. Um, that to me is a problem. So I want to know how, that's, how that even got to that point.
1: And now Maryland State Police tell us that the FAA and the NTSB are taking over this investigation. So it's going to be a while before we really hear much more detail um, other than, you know, whether the people are okay, And we know they generally are. Uh, Also uh, at question was the weather conditions, Mm. um, because first responders noted that it was a little foggy. Like this fog was kind of starting to set in. So plus it was dark. It's at 530. Um, We need to know the flight path. We need to know. Um, how much training this pilot had. There's a lot more um, that goes into this. but, But that's what we know so far.
0: And, you know, coming up after the break, this isn't the first time that a small passenger plane has crashed into Montgomery County. You know, nine years ago, this happened. We'll talk about that incident with Kate Ryan and the concerns of neighbors who live around the Gaithersburg Airport.
3: Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms.
0: As we mentioned, this is not the first serious crash near the airpark. You may remember nine years ago, a plane missed the runway and crashed into the home, killing a mother and her two young children.
1: People who live there in that area have long been concerned about their safety and complained that their concerns are being minimized. WTOP's Kate Ryan is here to tell us more about that. And it feels, gosh, Kate, it doesn't feel like nine years ago, but December 2014, it was Marie Gamel, who was 36 years old, died holding her son, Cole, who was three, and her basically one month old baby, Devin, um, in their home, which was about a half mile from the airpark. I should say the pilot and two others who were in that plane back in 2014 were also killed. But going to the the neighbors in this region, uh, tell me what they've been doing, I mean, since this crash nine years ago to try and kind of get more safety for themselves.
3: There were civic groups that formed and uh, really lobbied hard at the county council level looking for more oversight. There was a liaison group that was uh, dissolved and at this point, you have the Montgomery County Revenue Authority, which operates the airpark, that is responsible for the operations and also holds um, community meetings from time to time. These civic groups complain that the meetings are heavily scripted, that they often don't get much time to respond. They get these presentations, and then it's time to comment, and they get two minutes each max. The operators of the airpark say, well, that's typical, right? You go to most county council meetings, most school board meetings, you get two minutes yeah. to comment. Mm. Um, it's the air park authority's position that they do work with the community. And it's the civic group's uh, argument that you say you do, but you really don't. Uh, and we cannot get the county council to push harder. When we talked to the county council uh, during the briefing today— The county council president, Gabe Alpornos, and the county council vice president, Evan Glass, both explained the council doesn't have a lot of oversight power here. Mm. The Montgomery County Revenue Authority is one of these quasi-independent agencies. It's got a unique status. Um, And again, Keith Mitchell, who did talk to us, said, look, uh, we check into these complaints. We have our own airports manager checking each and every complaint that comes in
2: you know, the large majority, practically all of them come in that the pilots are operating and doing what they are supposed to be doing.
3: The community members say, wait a minute, your own airport manager is the one who's checking into complaints. Mm. So they obviously feel that uh, that's not sufficient. Um, And that's kind of where we are. Um, Now, the uh, air park has Pretty strong safety record. You you know, we've never seen anything like Sunday's incident Mm. in terms of the ripple effect that it had. And certainly the 2014 incident with six lives lost is the worst in the county's history, uh, at least as far back as I can remember. Um, And obviously, those things are of grave concern. Keith Mitchell explains that look, the Revenue Authority, we're responsible for everything on the ground. So, operations, runways, lighting. Once a pilot is in the air, that's the FAA's purview. Mm. And who investigates? That's the National Transportation Safety Board. So you see there are these b- disparate entities. right? And, the, and these residents feel like there's no one we can really get change from. Mm. Now, in fairness, the airport has been there a very long time. Uh, and the residents say, but wait a minute, the traffic going in and out is escalated drastically. Miller insists, nope, by our records, uh, the actual traffic in and out is down by like 50 percent over the years.
2: Just prior to 2001 um, and September 11 of 2001, the um, traffic at the airport was around 150,000 operations a year, whereas the latest report, the total number of operations currently at the airport is around 67,000.
3: And again, it's it's kind of hard to pin down in terms of who actually keeps the records, et cetera. But th- again, that's where you are, this kind of impasse. Mm. Um, and, you know, the the residents have uh, been told at times, will move if you don't like it. Well, you know, you move near an airport um, and they take grave exception to that. There's been a lot of growth in that pocket of Montgomery County mm-hmm. as well. And we should point out, we keep saying Gaithersburg, this air park, is not in the city of Gaithersburg. It's miles away uh, from, for example, Shady Grove Metro Station. It's about six miles away. Um, And there will be questions that will come up as to why this pilot was coming in so low at the distance that he was from the airport itself. Obviously, Mm. that's NTSB territory. We're, We're not in the business of speculating.
0: Right. And just to make sure I'm understanding all your reporting, where the responsibility lies in this incident we saw Sunday night is the FAA and the NTSB. Like, that is where the responsibility lies.
3: FAA for pilot operations, they're the ones who can, you know, police the skies, if you will. Um, And NTSB, the only authority they have is investigating the aftermath of these things. Mm. They're not in the business of telling you how to behave while you're up in the sky. Um, And and again, we should say... uh, you know, it's how many car wrecks do we have on area highways, right? Uh, if you were to hold a person personally liable for every crash, every wreck, et cetera, the thing that makes this thing stand out is the spectacular nature of a, just that those images mm. of that yeah. plane dangling up there, B. Um, 166,000 kids could not go to school because the schools couldn't open. Right, um, and of course, 85,000 homes—that's not people, that's households—did not have power for hours at a time. It's—it's um, it's just this amazing ripple effect from a single incident. And again, going back to these citizens, that's why they say this is why we need more oversight. Well, this is what I'm
1: wondering. What, what specifically do they want? I mean, beyond oversight, and is it just that? Is it is it making this Montgomery County Revenue Authority more transparent?
3: They uh, That's part of it. They want, obviously, less noise. Now, again, you have to say you do live near an airport. But they argue, for example, there is an agreement by pilots there that says we're not going to do takeoffs and landings um, outside of... 8 p.m. and I want to say 8 a.m. i okay. to check that. However, that's voluntary, so there's they no can't really regulation. enforce it, right? Exactly. Right. exactly. Mm. So if some someone's not violating anything, they're just not volunteering to go by what they say they will do. So uh, this is where it, it's it's tough. Mm. It's, it is a facility that has been there. I'd have to check my dates on this. How long it's been in the area? Um, 1950s, I saw. There you go, and uh, but since the 1950s, obviously the population has exploded in Montgomery County, and mm-hmm. housing is in that in that area. Is it up to you as the homeowner to go? Hmm, where's the air traffic pattern going to be? Right. And let's be clear: air traffic patterns can change. You yes. can move into an area. We saw it at National Reagan National Airport with the noise complaints that were coming out of Bethesda mm-hmm. because now the planes go right down the Potomac River, mm. and it's a narrow corridor. Um, so it's it's a tough one.
0: Are there any calls to get rid of the Montgomery County Air Park? Is that any?
3: Absolutely. I, I don't know of anyone that's saying get it out of here. I think what these folks say is we want uh, more regulations on the volume of traffic coming in, when it comes in. They often complain of weekends. For example, I think on their Facebook page one person said, I live for rainy, <laughs> uh, snowy days when <laughs> right. there is less air traffic. Um, there are arguments on both sides. Look, if you live in the area, you'd like a little more peace and quiet. Yeah. If you are an airplane pilot or owner um, who practices, some of these guys do do things like um, transport organs. There is a volunteer mm. group of pilots who do this sort of thing. And the other part of this is, you know, we all want commercial aviation to operate well. People have to train somewhere. Where do you want them to train? Right. How do you want them to train? Kate Ryan
1: updating us on how this is affecting neighbors in and around the Gaithersburg area. Thank you.
3: Thank you.
0: And before we go, we're back. Megan and I are back (laughs) in the (laughs) DMV Download studio. Finally. It's it's been like three weeks. I was going to say,
1: it's been a little while. I went on a kind of, well, a belated honeymoon. We got married in like January 2021.
0: Right. Depths of the pandemic. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So we waited a little while until everything was clear and, you know, we had the money, etc. Totally. But um, yeah, we went to Spain and um, Ireland. Wow. It was awesome. Yeah. Spain, I like, I think I said this earlier, but I like booked it like crazy. I mean, it was like two things a day for like eight days. It was <laughs> rapid
3: like rapid fire.
1: A <laughs> um, Yeah. And then we got to Ireland. Um, but I think the the highlights would be um, going to Alhambra okay. in Granada. It's this huge, like, walled city that was Whoa. built by the Moors. And it's like little, like, hand, the whole thing is just like hand carved.
0: Oh my God. Small
1: little tiles. It's gorgeous. Wow. It's like unbelievable. If you guys haven't heard of it, because you're an uncultured swine like I was.
0: <laughs> I hadn't heard of it either. So there I know.
1: Go. I, I looked it up. I was like, whoa, this is so cool. The gardens, the whole thing was amazing. Wow. Um, I also went mountain biking Ooh. in the Sierra Blancas. That's intense. It was, That is yeah, I fell. It, <laughs> oh, no. I did fall. Oh, I did. It was really hard. It was very intense. And then um, I think the best part, not that you're asking me, but I'm like hitting the highlights here. Oh,
0: you're, you're answering the questions in my head. <laughs>
1: is um, we stayed in a castle in Ireland Whoa. in the town where my family is from. Dang. And the castle called us like right before we were about to stay, and I was worried, you know, they had a flood or like they were going to cancel. Something, yeah. And they said, hey, so we're having this really big, it was more like, hi there, so we're having this really, really <laughs> large event. Uh, it's going to be tons of live music. It's going to be grand. But, and they like went on and on, and I was like, mm-hmm where's the bad part where's yeah, the, yeah, where's yeah, the yeah. and they were like so if you don't mind we'd love to have you but there's just going to be mu- there's going to be music it's all in the <laughs> all ends of the castle and i was like well that sounds great sign like, me up what? i guess some people would be annoyed by live music filling wow. an entire castle but it was music in a castle they were doing some benefit um some cancer benefit wow. and all the guests could still stay but i mean it was kind of loud i mean yeah. there's music everywhere But all the locals came to the castle and we got to meet all these locals and see like Irish dancing. And it was phenomenal. It was really a great end to the trip. So so
0: cool. Like instruments. They were like, "Yeah,
1: oh, my gosh, I feel like everybody in Ireland plays an instrument. I feel like it's like a a requirement. Yeah. Yeah. And they all dance and they all sing. And anyway, it was a blast. Dang. dang. Yeah.
0: And were you unconnected? Were you able to like unplug and everything?
1: A little bit. I feel bad. I I didn't listen to the show every day.
0: It's okay. Sometimes you need a break. (laughs)
1: And, and then break. I came out and found you, came back and found you did a poop episode. Yes! Oh, so,
0: <laughs> that was such a fun episode. <laughs> Maybe I need
1: to check in more often. No, it was it was great, and it was a nice break, and thank you for covering me. I appreciate oh, it. you bet. Um, and that'll do it for us today on the DMV Download. We are sponsored by Steamfitters Local 602, and our music is by Real Worlds.
0: Give us a review and rate our show if you get the chance, good or bad. Let us know how we're doing. You can also find us on social media. We're posting all the time, and dmvdownload.com.
1: Let's see if I remember this. The DMV Download is a product of WTOP News. You can find us on 103.5 FM in D.C., 107.7 FM in... I was just just about to say in Spain.
0: (laughs) That'd be cool. We'll check. We'll check on that.
1: Okay, let's do it again. 107.7 FM in Virginia and 103.9 FM in Frederick, Maryland. Online at WTOP.com and on the WTOP News app. Have a good night.